Welcome to the Super Excellent Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. This is Sheldon. And I'm Meredith. Meredith, I took a trip to Kokomo this week. Kokomo? Kokomo. Wait a second. I thought you were in Indiana. Kokomo, Indiana. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, uh, so my uh, the team said, uh, hey, we have a, a little conference going on in, in, in Kokomo. He said, can you come and, and help us? Oh, yeah, I'll pack my shorts right now. Oh, Kokomo, Indiana. Yeah. That is a bait and switch. <laughs> you got catfished by no, your own boss. <laughs> I, they, they, they made it. I, I had an idea, yeah. wasn't it? So you don't usually yeah. have wastewater conferences in, in, in Kokomo. It's usually not where you're having those. Not till that yeah, big money sure. starts coming in. Not till that big <laughs> that big wastewater treatment plant money comes rolling through. Yeah, no. But I went there and it was in uh it was a little cold and dreary, but uh it was fine. It was it was a good little trip. But uh nice. yeah. So yeah, Kokomo. How about you? What's new in your world? Well, is Kokomo anywhere near like French Lick? Did you get to go uh, see the birthplace of Larry Bird? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always no. been fascinated. I, I, you know, with I, it. No, I didn't even look. It's uh, it's about uh, let's see, an hour and a half away from Indianapolis North, I guess. So I don't know. Okay, where, North, that means nothing is, to me. But nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where there's anything of, in Indiana of, is. There's a lot of cornfields. And uh, oh, you know, it's a, definitely a lot sounds of Sounds like Nebraska. <laughs> it does. It's very similar. I've been to both and uh, the terrain is really similar. It's very flat. The roads are very straight. And there's a lot of corn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the lovely people, very nice, very nice. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. Boy, how about you? How have you been? What's been going on in your your little world it's, over there in the it's March. It is March. So it's my birthday welcome, month. Welcome to the month. It's been 10 days. <laughs> but it's my birthday month. So, it is and, your birthday yeah. month. And I'm going to be in chat for my birthday. you be chatting on your birthday. Yep. That is exciting. It's exciting. It is exciting. Um, yeah. Another um, little fun thing I got uh, this week is that my master's class started again. So <laughs> I have, oh, I have yes. homework for my birthday too. Oh, Jeez, you're living the dream. <laughs> I'm be doing homework and chat. I'm going to be um, Chattanooga celebrating my birthday. Yeah, elbow yeah. deep in a textbook, but I'll be there. Yeah, foundations for nurse educators. Oh, yeah, it sounds very important and something that I don't want to. Yeah. Do. So the the first discussion question was all about um, how there's a shortage, and when I'm doing all the research and stuff, and it, it's like, oh, there's a shortage of nurse educators. Not only because there's a shortage of nurses, nurses. Mm-hmm. but um because they don't get paid very well and they're overworked mm-hmm. and uh, all these reasons why <laughs> people do are it. leaving the education field <laughs> i'm like why what am i doing again <laughs> yeah that'll do it that'll do it <laughs> but oh, i'm gonna dear. fix it all in a paper yeah. i'm gonna write a paper Ooh. and fix it all yeah I, I, that's how it works marriage you start with a paper yeah move on from there uh, i had a hot and sweaty fling at a hotel a couple weeks ago that's Ooh. right i did okay they had a they had a peloton um, uh, so uh, i had a i had a fling with it um i was away from home and it, it was one time it never happened again <laughs> no, it was, uh, <laughs> i think no. it's happened before so i honestly <laughs> don't believe you <laughs> I'm a repeat offender. No, no, yeah. I wrote, I wrote that one in, in the gym at the hotel. And uh, no, it, again, it, it, honestly, it, it felt like my echelon, similar type of bride feel. And uh, they had their, you know, I took one of their classes. I'll be very frank. I didn't, I missed my instructors. I just did. Yeah. Um, you know, but they were, again, it's, it's, 
God bless you if you're riding either one. I you're getting a great workout. It's, there it's, you it, go. Is, it is fun. But I, I I did. It was hot though. So hot. Uh, <laughs> there yeah. was no fan. So it was just like I literally looked down on the bike and I felt like uh uh you know McSweaty there with all the the. I needed the kiddie pool. I needed yeah, a kiddie pool around my bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. my goodness but uh yeah i had these toe cages too i, I forget how Ooh. miserable i hate using the toe cages is been forever I, since i used those you know i, know, I used those for like the first six months i rode and then yeah. um our friend I tiffany's did, I, like you don't clip in yeah like, oh, yeah okay yeah, no, i know i had it for the, at least a, a few months as well i had like the, yeah. the toe cage but then, then, then i just don't remember what it felt like i was like oh man yeah. my foot's moving what's going on here what's going like on <laughs> I, I didn't like it nobody <laughs> likes that nobody likes that oh, so i got a couple of bathroom selfies today okay yeah mirrors we're on we're recording you know that right <laughs> <laughs> and then, you had a and fling. thank, thank I god it's audio <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can show you these. Don't put those. So, don't know, put those in the socials, Meredith. The 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 bathrooms in Chattanooga have the best yes. light. Everyone will tell they you that. Do. You it's know that. Very, You've been there. Very exciting bathroom. And so we got some some friends of the podcast in Chattanooga, and yeah, I got some bathroom selfies. Oh, they fully sent clothed. them. To you. you didn't take them. I got it now. I didn't take them. No, right, but I will be taking some to... next week. I know. And posting them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You've been warned. I've been warned. Oh boy! Don't 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 get our uh, social media accounts uh, added and, and canceled. Oh, and all that fun stuff. get them reported. Exactly. Don't get it reported. <laughs> oh dear. Well, Maris, we got a great interview today. One of we our do. dear friends. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, before we get there, though, what about uh, socials and things like that? Let's tell people how to reach us because we're so important, Meredith. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's important to to have communication. So it you can is. reach out to us mm -hmm. and let us know what you're thinking or what you'd like to hear on Twitter at Bike Goes, Instagram at Bike That Goes Nowhere, mm -hmm. Facebook, Bike That Goes Nowhere, website, Bike That Goes Nowhere.com, and our email is Bike That Goes Nowhere at gmail.com. Fantastic. And you can find our podcast and tell your friends, tell your friends all about it uh, on all the major podcast places, Apple, Google, Spotify, all those fun spots. And uh, if you feel so inclined, leave us a little review or a rating. We'd appreciate it. And tell your friends, tell them to join us here on this great little ride. We go to bike that goes to our podcast. That's uh, so much fun. <laughs> I've been working yes, on please. that, Mary. In, sp in spite of that, please do tell your friends. Did, did you mention the tickety talk? Oh, we have TikTok. The tickety talk. Bike that goes bike. nowhere. Bike that goes I think. nowhere. Tickety talk. Yeah. I have to say that. I have to say that. You get it. Very good. I did. Yeah. I, did. I saved the day, Mary. That's what I do. Okay. And I have put our um, you know, the the pictures I for the competition that we did, I have put those oh, yeah. in the TikTok and posted them. So if you haven't seen them yet, head over to TikTok. Because I think um I used popular music, so on our Facebook it might be muted. So if you oh, want to hear it in the original form. <laughs> Got to go to TikTok. They haven't got rules over there. It's it's yeah. outlaw country. It's outlaw it's country lawless. in TikTok. <laughs> I do what I want on TikTok. Bunch of lawless people over TikTok. It's a crazy, yeah. crazy country out there. All right, folks. Well, what do you say we get to it, Mayor? Yeah, this is a good one. You're gonna All you're right. gonna love it. Let's do it. We'll see you on the other side of the Super X and Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. We just here to have some fun. 
Better faces through the morning sun Gonna laugh and put on a smile Come along and join us for a while Well, it's pretty clear to me The whole world takes itself too seriously Take a ride with Shelly Mare On a bike that goes nowhere If it's pretty clear to you Won't you be less serious too Take a ride with Shelly Mare On a bike that goes nowhere Welcome to the Superworks Not Too Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. Today's guest is a writer from the Lone Star State who's been a part of the Echelon family since 2018. She holds a master's degree in exercise science and a PhD in parks and recreation and tourism management. She loves the outdoors as a small business owner and recently entered the world of RV owners, where the only question I have is, where will you put the Echelon gym? She, however, is excited to hit the road with her husband and fur babies. She also is a proud mama of three awesome kids. She's become an expert at knee rehab, but her determination is something that will never bend. She is a sensational sister of Sensi, Julia Baldwin. Hello, our friend. Hi, Sheldon. Thank you for that amazing intro. Isn't he the best? Like, my I think he's the right one for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I should do that one day. I should do <laughs> that one day. And then I should write one for you, and it'd, it'd be terrible by comparison. Here's Sheldon. He talks a lot. <laughs> Here's Sheldon. He can sing and play guitar, and he's amusing. <laughs> if you need to name something, Sheldon. All right, Meredith, it's not about you. Get, get to oh, Julia, would you? <laughs> Jules, we're so happy to have you on. You are one of the original people I remember seeing when I rode my bike and you inspired me. I was always trying to keep up with you and, um, and I'm, I'm really glad to be your friend. It's an honor. So oh, thank you for thank coming you, on. That's my pleasure. We like you. We like Jules. He's good. <laughs> He's good people. So Jules, tell us about how did you get here? What was, what is your history leading up to Echelon and before and after? It's all right. Well, I started out, I had never, like many people that buy an Echelon, I had never ridden a spin bike. I'd never taken a class. Um, I was a runner. And I say that loosely because I wasn't a fast runner. My philosophy was, you know, I was sort of the, uh, the tortoise in the hare. I was the tortoise, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Yep. Right. But I found, I liked the challenge of running. So I had run a marathon in my 20s and then took like 20 years off. And then in my 40s, I met a couple friends and we started a running group and we started running a marathon each year. And I wow. think taking taking that up in my 40s. Just a few of those. Yeah. Know, it, yeah. Just, I mean, just casual, just a casual marathon every year. Some people go to Tupperware parties. Jules does a marathon every year. Well, and let me tell you, we also, we didn't do them. I've never run a marathon in Texas. We always made it a a destination. Uh, We wanted to go Uh, where the course was pretty because we knew we weren't fast. And so we wanted to enjoy pretty scenery while we ran. And so that was sort of our um, stipulation was it had to be a destination where we could go and kind of enjoy a weekend um, of killing ourselves, you know, and then (laughs) walking like we we were 90 for a few days afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I just do that every day. (laughs) 
someplace with a spa afterwards, right? Right. You know, it had, yeah. it had to have uh, the facilities and the amenities for once we were done. Um, yeah. But I, that kind of took its toll on my knees. Mm. And um, I was supposed to run the New York Marathon. I had got in. It's a lottery marathon. Yep. And it was kind of one on the bucket list. And yeah. I got in and I was so excited, but I was starting to have some knee problems. And mm. I thought, okay, I can, I can get through it, you know, just one more. And I think I was going to, I was turning 50. And so it was sort of like the culmination. It's like that marathon, I'll, right. I'll end on that one. And my knee just was not cooperating. And so I had my first knee surgery in 2016. And mm-hmm. so I deferred my entry to the marathon thinking, okay, well, I'll do it the next year. And then that by the next year, I still wasn't ready. In fact, I had to have another knee surgery in 2017. And I thought, okay, maybe, in fact, that surgeon said, you know, maybe you should not run marathons. Did you punch him squarely in the face at that moment? (laughs) Yeah, you know, (laughs) you have to, you have to be ready to hear it. And I wasn't really, you have to be ready to listen, I guess. And I wasn't ready to listen. So I kept trying to say, no, 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 no. Just fix me with this surgery. And 2020, I still wasn't, I could run a few miles, but anything over like five miles and I was really hurting. Mm. And so in 2020, I had my third knee surgery. And at that point, it was like, okay, running is done. But in between there, I got the Echelon bike. Um, oh, so, yeah. So what made, you, what made you want to grab it? Was it just, well, well you tell us. It actually wasn't me. It was my, <laughs> my husband was like, you have got to quit destroying your, your knees. And he uh-huh. knew how much it meant to me to be active. And so he mm-hmm. actually did all the research, compared all the bikes, and he said, what do you think about getting one of these bikes for yourself? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to try it. So he got me the uh, an echelon for, it's kind of a late birthday present. And yeah. that was in uh, the fall of 2018. So you're and saying did, we should be interviewing him right now. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so happy I got the bike because, yeah. well, although I, I mean, it didn't solve all my knee problems because then I still had... So I've had right. four knee surgeries right. total with the one big one that I'll talk about here in a minute. But um, so he got me the bike kind of as a way for me to keep active, but maybe mm-hmm. save my knees. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that was 2018. And I didn't start off gung ho. Like, I think I rode, I was looking back at my, uh, my um, progress and my mm-hmm. first month i think i did like five scenic rides that's all i did yeah right and yeah that's then, what i started out doing yeah i was like i was afraid and nervous to get on a mm-hmm. class and it's so common we i think so many riders feel that way and you look back You're and right. it's so silly you know right, but, right. yeah oh just i haven't did what so someone just did their was it the 400th ride it was the first live yeah. one they did yeah, it was they the did first a celebration ride. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh my god! I'm How like, do you, you get done, to that number? <laughs> you did 400 and not taking a live class. It's amazing, but yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people are hesitant. Where it's like, it's I think I was thing. the opposite. I did. I started live. I started my first class live. Huh. Wow! I just it took me right about in. three. Well, one year it was a coat hanger, and then once I yeah. started again, it took me about three yeah. months to do. Yeah. A I live may have one. taken one. I, th- I, I, I take that back. I'm sure. I, I think I took like the. 
uh, the setup class or one of those. Yeah. Um, maybe I Brian did it. I, I can't yeah, remember. But then did, I hopped yeah. right in because for me, it's like I, I wanted to do it first in the morning. So I just did live class. I took, took yeah. the 6 a.m. classes. It was, it was EMR awesome. all the way. Yeah, but that's a, that's amazing. So you, you did just like scenic rides for a while. And I think it's, people need to hear that because it's like, just, it's okay just do to start it. Out that just way. do it. And yeah, I mean, hop jump in. in. Yeah. Well, You'll be happier. Part of it, you know, I'm really competitive. And yeah. uh-huh. so it was like, well, I don't want to look like an idiot, you know? So I kind of felt yeah. like I need to really know what I'm doing, not having ever been on a spin bike, you know? Sure. And so I did those scenic rides. And then my first ride, which I'm sure was on demand, was with Nicole. And okay. it, yeah. it was January of 2019. Oh, and wow. the background was the red brick wall. Yeah. That was like the original place where they recorded. And um, I got kind of hooked from there. And I started off writing um, early morning um, until about March of 2020. And now I really, mm-hmm. I rarely ride before 8 a.m. It's like, right, you know, right. you don't, you don't have COVID to. <laughs> sort of changed a lot. Yeah. So I, yes. I miss, I miss those early morning riders that I got to know, but um, you know, now I'm kind of like throughout the day whenever I want to ride, but um, yeah, through that. So I got the bike in uh, 18, really started riding gung ho. And right. then in mm-hmm. 2020, I had a, my third knee scope. And then in 2022, I had a full knee replacement. Oh, tw- 20, tw- 22 or 21? 21, right? Oh, sorry, 21. Yeah. This is yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, time, you know. What, you have it this month? Right? <laughs> yeah. Time, time is irrelevant at this yeah. point. For the past yeah. two years, time was, does not exist. Yeah, I had, I had it during the COVID times. Yeah, July of 21 is when yeah, I had yeah. the total knee replaced. So throughout right. that time, I've, you know, the bike has really been a, a saving me so many times, you know. Yeah. And just, you started with like the OG, like the EX1, right? Is that, am, I, am I right with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah you, had had the, you had the OG, one. yeah. We and had then, matching yeah. bikes. Yeah, we right. did. You, yeah, you got both. You got both have threes now. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. you have a three so. now, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think I, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what you all have for rides. I, Mary I and I just, just wanted... follow each other. That's right. Yes, we do. Yeah, she's a trendsetter, and I just follow. But I want to address exactly. that because I think I had the same fear. I'm I'm an overachiever in a lot of my life. I'm, you know, I I aspire to be maybe, and I'm really hard on myself. And you saying that, you know, I didn't want to look like an idiot getting on the, you know, on a live ride. And yet, do any of us look at people who are down at the bottom of the leaderboard no. and think anything about them? We yeah. think, oh, they've got a harder bike, maybe, or oh, they're new, or, or we don't even think. We're just, I just high five them and glad we're on the same ride. Yeah. Like yeah. they might be having a, a, a different day. None of us judge other people. We only judge ourselves that way. And we're the like, hardest on ourselves. I judge you. I judge you completely, Meredith. Well, yeah, but that's okay, different. Yeah. I've, that's, I've got a little. Chart, I'm asking. Uh, I got for that. my Meredith chart in the wall. Where did you finish today? And no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I just think that's that's and you've really your journey is inspiring because you've really had to overcome that competitiveness so that you could continue to ride. I, continue. I really did. And, and also yeah. in the in the beginning, you know, there weren't nearly as many riders, and so sure, right, right. you know, and I, I was a relatively you know fit person when I started mm-hmm. riding, and so I was finishing on the top of the leaderboard, and it was like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm like I'm the number one female, or I'm in the top five of all riders, and there yeah. might have been like twenty five riders, and then as the community grew, 
you know, I think a lot of people like for a while, I was like, dang, I'm not on the top anymore. What's wrong with me? Well, yeah. you know, just by the sheer numbers, of course, I'm going to drop because there's so many more new writers. But so I had but to just kind the of way change the, the way it's calculated too, right? I mean, right, you know, right. Every bike is different, and it's and you know, the size of person makes a big difference in the output. Right. It just does, right? Right. So the, the metric may not be as uh, true telling as your fitness level, right? But I, I will say, in the in the years that I've had the bike and been part of the community, my mindset has completely shifted from oh, I yeah. what it means to be. A strong rider or a successful rider, you know, it has mm -hmm. nothing to do anymore for me with the leaderboard. It's right. just right. my own, I kind of set my own little goals and my own parameters of what I need to accomplish in order for me to feel good about that ride. And that has yeah. really helped. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it helps in other areas of life, I think, too. And there's a little bit of like, oh, if I can survive, you know, a 20-minute Tabata with Eden, I can get through this work call, you know. There's just a whole <laughs> lot of things the bikes have helped me with. Right. It's like, Jamie didn't kill me today. I can do it. <laughs> the boss is looking at you on the Zoom, on the Zoom call like, what's wrong with your face? I'm just, I'm pushing through, man. I'm pushing through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging deep through that sticky peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, tell us about. I mean, so you obviously have have been through the trials and tribulations of a knee replacement and things mm -hmm. like that. Can you talk about that process? Because I don't think I, there may be a lot of people out there that have had injuries or have had or are facing things like right. this and um, worried about would, coming back. Yeah, would love to yeah. hear how you both physically and mentally moved your way through that process. Well. I think I'm still moving my, I'm still making my yeah. way through it. Um, mm -hmm. But it, so I'm relatively young to have had a knee replacement um, surgery. And I remember my, my mom has had two of them. And I remember when she was, so I'm 55 and I had mine um, in just this past July. Mm -hmm. So my mother, I remember when I was younger, she was always in pain and she wouldn't, she need, knew she needed a knee replacement, but didn't want to do it because she heard how hard they were. So she right, was right. in pain for like 20 years until she finally was like, okay, I can't take it anymore. And her mindset was, well, I'll probably, I won't live long enough to have to have this done twice because they don't last forever. And so she right, had that right. fear of having to have it done again. So she wanted to push it off until she only had to do it once. And for me, I was like, strategy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, mom, that's not going to work for me because I don't want to be in pain for 20 years. I want to still right. be right. active for 20 years. So, um, after my third scope, uh, and the surgeon finally, he said, you know what? He, he took some different x-rays and he said, another scope isn't going to help you. You really need a, a total knee replacement. And it really, I didn't hesitate that long because I thought, well, if if that's what I need and that's what's going to mm -hmm. allow me to continue to do the things that I love, okay, let's just bite the bullet and get it done. So I kind of uh, went into it with that attitude of I'm going mm -hmm. to be active for, you know, through the last half of my life. That kind of helped get me in the mindset. Um, but it's still, I, you know, and they, they warned me how hard it was and it would take up mm -hmm. to a year. And mm. I have been known, and Meredith can attest to this, because mm. I saw her after one of my knee surgeries 
I tend to come back too soon and I try yeah. to, I overdo it. And I was committed this time to not overdo it and to follow mm -hmm. the advice of my physical therapist and the surgeon. And, and so I really have tried to be the model patient this time in yeah. not getting on the bike too soon. And when I did get on the bike, don't go as long as maybe I would want, but you know, right. To right. Take it, right. To take the it heart slowly. wants, but the need yes. does not. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I really had to kind of prepare myself mentally to be willing to not to willing to do what other people told me and not what I wanted to do. Cause that's kind of yeah. been my, my stubbornness is this is what I want to do. And so this is how I'm going to do it and when I'm going to do it. Yeah, it so. was interesting to be there with you through that process because you, you'd had that scope, I guess. And then we went to Chattanooga and, you know, I felt like I also, our group kind of maybe contributed to you, like, let's go hike, let's go do this. And, and we're like, but you don't have to. And you're like, well, I'm not going to not go. So, you <laughs> yeah, know, we kind of contributed. Yeah, yeah you'll, be, and, you'll be getting a bill, Meredith, for, for her Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this, this time, I mean, you... Yeah, I couldn't have asked anything more of, of anybody. I mean, it was just incredible to watch you go through it and to pull yourself back when I knew you didn't want to. Um, and it, well, it was just uh, inspiring. Well, it, I mean, it's probably the hardest thing I have done. And I've given mm -hmm. birth three times, you know. I mean, yeah. it was, it, it's not an easy surgery and the recovery is not easy. It is really baby steps. And I had yeah. to start yeah. to look for, um, little improvements to keep me positive. I remember right. when you first have the surgery, like your quad and your leg, it just doesn't work anymore. And I couldn't lift my heel off the bed. Yeah. Right. And I remember you showing day, us pictures. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Every day I would try to lift that dang heel off the bed. And mm. I think it took me about two, two or three weeks before I could do it. And I was so excited. It was like, okay, a little bit of progress. And then it yeah. was, okay, the first time you're able to walk without the walker um, mm -hmm. or the first, you know, you kind of start to look for those little milestones and that, that helped. It's still yeah. though, I mean, it's a long process. I am not, I'm not back. The swelling, mm -hmm. you know, they say it can take up to a year. Um, I have developed, a, it's called crepitus and it's, it's the mm -hmm. most awful thing. It, it's like grinding. So when I stand mm -hmm. up, the, the, you can kind of hear it just kind of goes, and that yeah. might oh, that's be there normal? forever. Darn it. <laughs> well, it's like a normal, like 20% of people, I think from what I have read, Has can it, develop this. And it's yeah. part of the process. And for some, it doesn't go away. For some, it does. I'm like, oh, I've got to be one of those that goes away. So I'm thinking positive yeah. that as I strengthen my quad, yeah. it but does will it hurt or is it just a sound? It, it hurts for like a split second while I'm standing up or Got while it. I'm extending uh, the leg. But once it's through that yeah. motion, then it's fine. That's it's okay. just that, yeah. it's just that little uh, moment, but it doesn't hurt when I ride the bike. So that's good. Okay. okay yeah. Right. So. It's more standing up from a, from a low chair, yeah. getting out of the car, just that initial, I kind of just grip my teeth and stand up. Yeah. And, it's your body saying, Hey, remember, don't go yeah. all out. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So oh, nice. Let's talk about this again you, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Just a because you've that. always been pretty active, right? I mean, like you, you've done hiking in the mountains. I mean, you grew up in Utah, and you guys still do family hikes and go do things. And you know, you 
played basketball in high school, right? So you've, have you just always been active since you were a kid? I have. I was one of those kids that was always getting hurt because I was climbing the trees or mm. um, I, I broke my arm as a kid jumping out of, a, jumping off a, we stuck a big board in a, in a sand hill that was across the street from my house and we would jump <laughs> and do tricks and land in the sand. Um, so, you know, I, I, nice I'm picturing, I'm picturing grown adult Jules doing it. And so sorry for the snort, but I just, I would probably still do it. You know, if I think you would. You know. So yeah, I just always grew up active and I played sports all throughout my life. And I, you know, I grew up in the seventies and eighties and I was, you know, in the time where I was like the one girl on the boys basketball team and in the rec leagues and. It was, it was, um, I was just always, always playing sports and then got into hiking later, you know, as an adult and love, love to do that. I've, I've done a few 14ers, which are 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado where my brother lives. So my goal is in September to be able to do, to hike a 14er in Colorado. So Oh wow! That's, That's kind a, of the ultimate. So, what is the goal, what is the preparation process to get to that goal? Well, living in Texas, it's a challenge because there's That's no what elevation. I was gonna say. <laughs> you climb <laughs> stairs in a skyscraper, or what? Yeah. So, well, you know, before I had, well, in between knee surgeries, I did um, go to Colorado and and do a couple fourteen fourteeners, mm-hmm. and Echelon was my preparation. I rode wow. a lot of hill rides. And um, just cranked up that resistance for as long as I could and tried to mimic elevation. That, sure, you know, sure. There just isn't it certainly does. There. I mean, it's like anyone that's done a hill ride and, uh, you know, standing up on that bike, it feels like you're climbing something for sure. Right. Yeah. So, no yeah, you, you, you do what you can. And then. Do you also starve yourself of oxygen? Like you put like a, a mask on <laughs> to, to you know, prevent I yourself actually, from breathing? I did read about that and, and there were some tips because I, I looked up like how do you train for elevation, you know, living at a low elevation. And there were some interesting tips of, you know, like putting a clothespin on your nose so you know you don't breathe as well and <laughs> jam a tube sock up your nostril. Yeah. This podcast does not condone putting a clothespin exactly. on your nose exactly. and riding the bike. This is not this is not sound medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, people have, um, they have to come up with these tips and tricks to try to prepare because you can't, you can't just go attempt something like that having no idea. You will have to be rescued off the mountain and and have, you know. I have a a vivid memory visiting my, uh, we went to, this many years ago. Uh, I was back when I was in in good running shape and stuff. Uh, We we went to Pikes Peak. Uh, the mm. top of Pikes Peak. We just, you know, took the trolley up, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, it's, we only get, it's like 30 minutes at the top. It's not long. And so I'm like, oh, well, let's quick, let's jog over there across so we can see it real quick into jog, like maybe a hundred yards. And I thought I was going to drop dead. Like I thought I, I was starved of oxygen. I couldn't yeah. breathe. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to running like, you know, lots of miles and that felt like, I couldn't breathe. It was really it's up there. Serious. I think it's like fourteen. I think it's like fourteen. I think it's about where it is. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. Not a lot of O2 up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a different feeling for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah. Pikes Peak. I haven't done. I've done part the bottom part of it. It's it's next to um, 
It's called the Incline. It's in Manitoba okay. Springs, and, and it is the steepest, just over a mile. And it mm. is like straight up. And wow. my, my family, we did that one year. And in fact, my kids, my, my youngest daughter, to this day, it's like a traumatic experience for her. She's like, why, why did we do that? And I said, because when you get to the top, the view is amazing. And yeah. She didn't. Can, she didn't appreciate it. Can I look like at the I pictures did, on but, the internet? <laughs> yeah, it's a good life lesson. Yeah, can you, you text can come, me the picture, mom? <laughs> <laughs> you can come down that hike partway. You're on the trail that takes you up to Pikes Peak. If you don't come down the uh, incline part, it. yeah, um, I, we, but, we, we uh, took we took a train. Like it was literally like a like a train that went up, and that, yeah. that was that was that was that was good. <laughs> yeah, the, imagine that if you methodology tried to climb at the time. It. I was not in shape for it. Um, so uh, you said you're competitive. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> something uh, in, in your notes just about like a leader for competitive writers. And I'm, I'm curious as to what you meant by that. What, what were you thinking? I'm curious now. Say that again. What did I? A leaderboard for competitive writers you had mentioned in your notes. Did I give you that right or did I, did I misread it? Ooh, like a separate leaderboard? Like Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, I can't remember what I did yesterday. So when I sent... <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, as a competitive writer, the leaderboard, I, I had to kind of learn to make it my own. I, I, I'm my own competitor on the leaderboard. Maybe mm -hmm. that's what I meant. Because I used okay. to, when Echelon first started, I did try to compete with those on the leaderboard because there were so few right. of us. And well, I remember, yeah, um, you know, like the writers I would always ride with, um, Debbie... Our friend in Minnesota was one of the mm -hmm. first ones, and Tara Lynn in Orlando. We yeah, would always, Florida, yeah. we were on a lot of the same rides, and you too, Mare. And the three of us, it was like, we would always, oh, can I beat Tara Lynn today? I, that was always right. my goal. I could never quite beat Tara Lynn. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's harder now with so many more riders. Right. And what I have yeah. figured out is, um, I, um, I ride for what I need and that's what I, mm. what I've kind of had to come to terms with. And it's like, how can I make this time and effort a win for me? And so what I do when I was rehabbing, for example, and I couldn't ride as hard as I wanted, I changed like the parameters. Like I was always, I've always been a masher. And I was forced mm -hmm. to switch to speed because I couldn't right. push heavy or it hurt my knee. And so right. it's like, okay, now that I'm forced to have speed be my thing, how can I make this kind of, um, how can I compete with myself? And so what I would do is I would set, I set new goals and maybe it was like, um, get at least 10 miles in a 30 minute class. And so every 30 minute mm -hmm. class I did, I would say, okay, you got to get 10 miles or your average speed has to be over 21 um, miles per hour. And yep. so yeah. then when I finished, I could look and see, oh, okay, did it. My, my average speed was 21.5. Right. And so that would be a win or, yeah. um, you know, your average cadence. And so I think there's, there's things on the leaderboard that we can custom to what we need, you know? And so I found that point. that really helped me was, you know, setting those new goals, keep an average cadence over 85. You know, those were all things that I would say at the beginning of the ride. And it didn't matter where I fell on the leaderboard. It was like, okay, did I meet right. my goals of 85 average um, cadence? Then great. You know, high five, pat yourself on the back. That was a great ride. 
Yeah, I think yeah. That, that, that's a really great, great uh, approach to it, uh, Julia. I think, um, you know, we all, it's the illusion of output, right? I mean, mm-hmm. output is, is right. that illusionary metric. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's, I mean, I say it's illusion. It's a true metric, but it's not necessarily the right bar for everyone to use as a comparative stick, either for yourself or your, or, or other people around you, right? Um, so looking at the, all the metrics that are available, just because it's not in a rank order on a board, doesn't mean it's not a great goal. And yeah, so, I rarely look at output anymore. I yeah. now, like when I first get on the ride, I double tap the um, cadence so yeah. that that's the prominent that's number that I see because okay. that's yeah. what I want to keep up with. And that yeah. output kind of gets small, you know, it moves it to a less prominent there you go. position. Let's say there's a little trick, little trick, little, yeah. little, little leaderboard trick, everyone. You can that's move your smart. metrics. Right. To- the, the other thing that I that has helped is having a heart rate monitor now and the mm-hmm. heart rate classes because I can say, okay, this ride I'm going to do in zone three. And then it's, it's yep. only me. It doesn't matter what the person I'm in front of me is doing. Right. If, if, if they're trying to ride in zone five, you know, of course they're going to stay ahead of me on the leaderboard. So yeah. Yeah. finding those different metrics have really helped me through rehab, through, you know, accepting my new spot in the hierarchy of writers, you know? Yes. It, it, it yeah. kind of helps to reframe my thinking. That has really helped me. Hey, Sheldon, you know what? What, Meredith? I'm feeling a little salty today. What's new? <laughs> Do you ever just feel like you need that little extra something in your water? Every day. Water is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not scotch. I'm talking, you know, oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good yeah, for so, you here. So something good for, okay, there we yeah. go. Clarify, yes. Meredith. I'm, I'm a man of simplicity here. So I found these. Um, it's L-M-N-T, the letters. Okay. Uh, L-M-N-T. It's made by Elemental Labs, and it's a recharge electrolyte drink mix. Mm-hmm. And it is salty. It is, they have so many flavors. So they have your citrus salt, your orange okay. salt, your raspberry mm-hmm. salt, your watermelon right. salt. Okay. I'm now digging brace it. yourself. Okay. Chocolate salt. Hey oh. <laughs> it's good. It's like, you know, I mean there's there's caramel chocolate sea salt things. You I know? like it. I can yeah. dig it. I, I like it. Um then there's mango chili salt. And now mango we're just getting crazy. Habanero salt. Oh, habanero. <laughs> I like the habanero. <laughs> so I have tried all of them. Um, okay. Raspberry salt's my favorite. The citrus ones are great too. Watermelon salt, chocolate salt, great. The others are too spicy for me. Like I can't Ooh. have spicy water. <laughs> I will. I will have to try these spicy waters, Meredith. Let's yeah, I'll happen. send you some. They're awesome. So, Elementy uh, leaves you feeling salty, fully replenished, even after five miles at noon in August in Oklahoma. Oh, fact. That's a testimonial right there, Meredith. Exactly. So. Uh, Elementy non-sponsor. Of course. I mean, I've had the same experience of being able to, you know, and a lot of the first rides I did, I could get top 10 and definitely top 20 without even, you know, if I was not, if I was taking it a little easy. And now it's like top 50%, maybe, (laughs) you know, and um, I focus more on my friend's leaderboard and giving yeah. everyone high fives. And then I True. find where I'm at on the leaderboard. And that's just kind of my pack that I ride with. Mm-hmm. And um, because I'm, 
I'm not good about swiping away the metrics because I'll end up going too slow, which is why I can't do scenic rides, which I, I have to have a little bit of coaching and motivation. Um, but actually listening to the coaching and motivation and not focusing on getting so much output per 10 minutes or whatever, like I used to, um, has, has made writing so much more fun for me. It I does. Mean, it and I really has. I think in the beginning too, a lot of us kind of ignored what the instructors said because we oh, were so focused Guilty. on getting the highest output that we yeah. can get yeah. and not That's realizing. The curse. That's the curse. Yeah. But if we realize that these instructors, they don't just show up and get on the bike and, you know, spew out a few commands. They like plan and organize the progression of the ride for us to get a good workout. And I think realizing that too, it's like, you know, we were kind of discrediting the instructors a little bit by not, you know, not realizing that, that they know what they're doing and that they have a plan for why they, why they organize the ride that way. And right. so, yeah, I, I definitely not focused on output like I, like I was. And to me now, you know, success isn't measured by your place on the leaderboard. No. It, you know, it's the fact that yeah. you finished the ride and got what you needed out of it that day. Yeah. Then, yeah. And know, I think, I think it's win. also, it's, it can be tough for some people because I think there's also a lot of, uh, uh, output praise and output, um, you know the, the social, uh, I guess, awareness, and you know, people will say, "Oh my God, it's so amazing!" Like, and you, you get yeah. like a, a crank out of major output. I'm like, it is great, but that's not necessarily what the class was designed for. And and so, I think a lot of people, especially if they're new, it, it, look, the leaderboards are for a reason, right? It does motivate yeah. people in some ways, it does. right? It does Absolutely. push people and gives them something, a gamification aspect of mm-hmm. writing, which you know, God bless if it gets them off the couch and on a bike. Fantastic. Go yeah. for it. Make that your thing. But I think there's um, the uh, credit or whatever I want to call it. The uh, you know, putting people on a pedestal for output is not necessarily uh, the, the the most productive thing in the world. Because I mean, I, you know, I I burnt myself out on output before. I mean, I've gotten to the point where it, you know I can't. I had to stop for a few days because like it just, it's just so much output focus. And um, there's so much opportunity here to get a long lasting uh, fitness journey that doesn't focus on that number. Right. And, yeah. And, you're better and, off and for, I had you know. a little bit of like, when I kind of started dropping down and riding differently, um, you know, Hey, are you okay? I noticed, you know, you weren't like up there on that ride or I noticed, I actually right. had that from some people like concerned, yeah. like, are you injured? Are you this? And you I was were like, output no, shamed, Meredith. I, well, but they <laughs> honestly, it came from a good place. It was oh, nobody course, in my world course, that would have output shamed me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they, you know, they were like used to me maybe riding up there with them. And I was like, you know, I just, I actually listen. And I'm not saying they weren't listening to instructions, but I listened to instructions. And so therefore I dropped down and, and, you know, at first I was like, Oh gosh, you know, people are watching. And then I thought, you know what? And it really helped Jules when I rode those miles um, for the greater cycle challenge, because I had to focus on getting mileage. I didn't want to get a really high output in like five miles. (laughs) You know, I want to get 10 miles in that 30 minute class if I could. So yeah, setting a different metric for sure. It really helped me get through that. And, and, you know, once again, sometimes you get on live ride because your friends are on there and you've had a hard day and you want to mash and it's low impact. Okay, fine. 
fire away. But (laughs) but for the most part, yeah, they're they've instructed that way for a reason. And you know, I mean, they have the training. They know what they're doing. I certainly don't. (laughs) Jules, tell us about RV life. What's what's happening here? What's going on? You (laughs) and you've entered a new world. Well, we are testing the waters. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not quite ready to retire, but Mm -hmm. um, we thought, you know, we both work from home and our kids are mostly out of the house and, you know, COVID sort of brought, brought them back, but for the most part, they're out of the house. And so we aren't really tied anywhere. So we thought, okay, maybe what if we just travel? And so mm-hmm. we started looking at all these different RVs and, you know, we were looking at some big, beautiful ones. And it was funny because we'd go look and my husband would say, um, well, this one is big enough for your bike and your rower. Oh, and my God. Oh, wow. So what a we, guy. <laughs> I know. But then we realized we're like, okay, to pull something this big, we need to upgrade mm-hmm. the truck and, right, and, right. and a little bit, you know, more involved. But it was funny because there were a couple that... Then I started looking at them that way, like, where would I put the bike? You know, yeah. there were some, Can, some RVs that have like a little office room. And I'm like, no, oh, we don't yeah. need the office there. We could use the kitchen table and I could just put my bike and my rower in there. So yeah. um, it was kind of funny that we were planning for space for the equipment. And, hey, that's, uh, a, that's a testament I to it, it, I guess. Yeah, but we did settle our, our little testing the waters RV is very small. It's 21 feet. and. While I could fit a bike in there, it would be tough with my husband and I, and then we have two dogs that are not small dogs. Gotcha. So I I thought, well, we could still take the bike and put it outside the trailer. Uh And as long as we were where there were electrical hookups, or even, you know, if we had a generator, I could still, you know, I could see me at the campground, you know. Sure, sure. Spinning, Mm -hmm. spinning uh, to a class. Um. We've only taken it out once. We just got, we got it in um, November and we went out over Christmas and I, we both really were like, we could do this. We could do this uh, full time. So we we're still trying to decide if we want to actually like sell everything or put everything in storage and just hit the road. That's a big big move. Yeah. 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 We're we're learning that there's a little more to it with us both being business owners. as far as keeping the businesses going, well, we don't have a permanent address that right. oh, yeah. there's, there's some things we still have to work through, but yeah, um, you might have to get like a, a, a quote, an assistant or something that the, the mail goes to an assistant or something. No. Right. Yeah. It's that physical address that, that you yeah. know, our businesses need and whatnot, but um, it's fun to think about and to look at all the places that we could go. And, and it's funny. I also, I plan our trips around where my Esha friends are. It's like, okay, oh, wow. if, we, if we headed out this way, we could stop and see, you know, we could hit Shrek and, you know, and, and, and go up at the coast and then into Canada and across Canada. And I'm just naming all of these riders that we would have to stop <laughs> and visit. So I'm not sure that he's quite on board with my itineraries that I have. Well, you know, right. he seems like a yeah, pretty accommodating it. guy, though. He'll, so he'll I think come around. You, you, you just have to do the thing of, Oh, and while we're there, there's something you like too, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. yes, yeah. I have, yeah. I have done that uh, with some detours to Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah, speaking yes. of Asher friends, I, I, you guys did something. You and Meredith and uh, a couple other folks did something I want to hear about. It involves, uh, is it? It's not 
cow tipping. What was cow it again? Snuggling. <laughs> snuggling. Cow <laughs> snuggling. I was just saying, we, cow tipping will get you, to, get you a misdemeanor, I think. Uh, cow <laughs> snuggling, I think, is allowed. So that was incredible. And that was all Jules because it was her friend that you grew up with in Utah, right? And now you guys live practically next door in Texas. Right. We went yeah. to, I think we met in eighth grade. We played basketball wow. together in high school. Um, this is my friend, Wendy. And she moved very close to me. We're about, about 30 minutes away. But she has okay. a beautiful yeah. ranch where she does a lot of um, horse therapy, equine mm-hmm. therapy. And she has cows. And she kept talking to me about cow snuggling. And coming to her, her ranch and just relaxing and being with the animals and snuggling with the cows. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm game to try just about anything once, you know. So yeah. So we got together a few riders and um, spent the weekend at uh, my friend's ranch and uh, learned kind of how horses, how intuitive they are and, and uh how sweet we played soccer with the cows yeah that was fun, that was fun. yeah and, and, and um <laughs> okay okay you can't just you can't just breeze by that how the hell so do you play, play soccer with a cow and i, I mean, think we won <laughs> yeah do they do they use their horns as like a header type thing what, what, what is the what's they the do, what's the move yeah. here it's a it's an enormous like kind of like a beach ball that's yeah. heavier um okay big ball and the cows will go at it with their horns and hit it and you kick it back to them and and uh play soccer <laughs> it was just it was such a lovely place and she she led us in some yeah. yoga too and it yeah. was ladle pants and veggie doc and Jules and i so it was just you know nice and cozy there's like a little bunkhouse but i mean it is it is glamorous and she so you're had glamping. The, Yes, and the it was all good foods in the fridge, and it was just we were so well taken care of. Very it nice. was yeah. it was and wonderful. Now she and also now, yeah yeah Wendy got a bike. She did. So she's yes. a Echelon community member. So Excellent. she's just getting started, and so um, it's fun to. I haven't ridden a class with her yet. We haven't coordinated our schedules, but uh, she's been riding on her own, and uh, yeah, it's fun and. It's just amazing what this community has done for me as far as, I mean, I have so many friends now that, yeah. from you know, that some that I still haven't met, but uh, Sheldon, I haven't had the pleasure of no, meeting you yet never in met person. You yet. Not in person. But uh, it's just amazing. I laugh when, when we first um, met each other, this, like the height of COVID, I remember telling you guys that my family, that if, if any of my little group of Escha friends died, mm-hmm. I was going to show up at their funeral, having never met any of them. And my husband, my family was all going to think I was crazy, but that was just too bad because I was going to yeah. go because, you know, these yeah. people meant so much to me. And that's been, I mean, it's true. This community has just really, um, I mean, I feel like I have friends all over the, you know, North America. Yeah, yeah, well, we, we, and we, you do. It's, it's gone and global that, now. We've got English friends and Canadian right. friends, and you name it. And and you can go and just stay the night with people, and you know, sleep in the same bed, and it's really not weird. <laughs> oh <laughs> not dear, weird Meredith! Now you made it weird. 
<laughs> oh, did I make it weird? This is uh, 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 weird once again Charlotte, not weird not, for me. Not, <laughs> yeah. not recommended. <laughs> nor well, endorsed. I mean, yeah, when Jules and Lala and Badgie Doc and I met up, it was like we'd gone to college together or something, and we're just getting back right. together. But we literally had not met. I think uh, Lala and Badgie Doc maybe had met, yeah. and um, you know. We had a wonderful Airbnb and and got to experience the studio together. And, you know, it was just, it's amazing. So I guess what I'm saying is if there are people in the community that you, you know, want to meet up with, I think do it. That's my advice. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and. But start in a public place, please. Yeah, start (laughs) in a public place. Yeah. (laughs) If you can do that at the studio, you know. Yeah. The studio is a great place to do that. Yeah. Everybody tries to make the you know, the pilgrimage to the studio, because I think yeah. it's just amazing that my first trip to the studio, um, my son goes to school in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, each time he went back to school, we'd kind of take turns, okay, who's going to drive, who's going to drive with him and then fly back. And um, once I got the bike, I was, and I looked at the map, I'm like, hmm, it's only about an hour out of the way yeah, to go yeah. to Chattanooga. So I said, I'll, I'll drive with I'll drive we'll take one for the team. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so the first time we detoured to Chattanooga, it was, it was New Year's Day. I think it was 2019 or 2020. It must have been 2020. And uh, I remember going to the studio and I rode with um, Missy, who's not with Echelon anymore, but I rode with right. her. And I was so touched because Amy and Brian and Janet – made a special trip into the studio to meet me. And that just from that moment, it was like, okay, they didn't have to do that. It's January 1st. Who knows if they right. even had any sleep the night before. And they showed up in the morning um, to say hi and to introduce themselves. And, and that just meant the world to me. I, I thought, you know what? You're not going to get that in any other community. I don't think. Yeah, yeah it and is special. It, you know, when I had my surgery, I had so many writers and instructors reaching out asking how I was doing. And it's just, you know, it's unique. And I think mm-hmm. we have something really special. Yeah, we do. We do. I'm going to cry. Yeah, I know. It's like, I love our community and it means Quickly, so much. Topic. I would go to both y'all's funerals. Yeah, no matter how weird it would seem. Let's, let's hope we don't have to. Yeah, um, let's hope it's anyways, a long so, ways away. Well, in, in yeah, 40 years. Yeah. In 40 years, I'll take that. Okay. Um, all right, Jules, you also, you mentioned you have a business, right? Um, yeah. Talk just a little, just a little, I mean, for people, I mean, I know you have some stuff that uh, in your business that maybe Echelon people might be interested in. Let's talk about it a little bit. Why not? What, what do you, what do you business do? What does your business do? <laughs> well, in a nutshell, my business makes your world smell better. So yeah, I could always know, use that. And exercise, yeah, you, could. you know, it usually leads to some not so pleasant smells. Um, so, um, I, uh, sell products that, um, really make, you know, just make your world smell better from cleaning products. I use, yeah. uh, you know, I have a cleaning product that I use on my bike and my mats that. Yeah. I think you sent me some of that at one point and I, I, I use it to, to clean my bike off. It's a, it's a, it smells great. My, my wife. So yeah, you know, not only does it, it's clean, but then it smells good. Exactly. Um, yeah. I love that, but, that Johnny Appleseed. Oh, that smells so good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. our main product though, it's when, when uh, Sensi started out, it was to replace a wicked candle. And it. initially it was, you know, the, the people that founded the company had young kids and they loved 
good smells, but didn't want a candle. Open flames. An open flame, (laughs) right. (laughs) And so the, the original product was a candle warmer that would then melt basically a wickless candle wax. Got and it. then as mm-hmm. the, the light bulb melts the wax, it releases the fragrance into the room and makes it smell good. Got so um, I, um, it's evolved from there to now laundry pop products. Um, so mm-hmm. my workout clothes, you know, get clean and smell, smell good. And uh, to stuff for your car, stuff for your gym bag. I mean, you name it. If you have something All that stinks, that stink I probably have something that could make it smell better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. You know, and it'll, it allows me to work from home and to write yeah. kind of when I want. And Very it, cool. it's been a good Very thing. Cool. Kind of, you know, fell into it a long time ago, about 17 years ago. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, I think you, yeah, I, couldn't really, I couldn't remember how long you've been doing it. I remember it was a while. Like, wow. Yeah, you're like, and not time. to brag, not to brag, but you're like one of the, the top people, right? Top sellers um, around. I, you know, I, I've made my way to the top of the, the leadership um, leaderboard structure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Top um, of what a surprise. She's top <laughs> of the leaderboard. <laughs> her output is fantastic. <laughs> in her business. Yeah. So good. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you for, that. thanks for letting me talk about that. Yeah, I, for sure. It's, and, it's, and if they want to, if anyone wants to find, to, to, to see what the, the stuff you do, uh, where can they find that? I have a website. It's called partywickless.com. Okay. With party this, wickless the, no dashes or anything w. just one no, just one straight party big yeah and they party can see wickless. all the products and and if they have questions yeah i'm happy to explain what what cool and they have all your interests because uh we all know i'm a big harry potter nerd so i've got the uh, hogwarts yeah, castle yeah. i've actually got slytherin wax going which is like sacrilege nice. for a gryffindor but it smells so good <laughs> So. Those Slytherins may be dirty, but they smell great. They're yeah. cunning and ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like ambition. Oh, it does. Dear. Um, so, what, so what are you excited about for for this year coming up? Uh, besides your RV tours, I mean, there's a, anything else that uh, from Echelon or for anything else that you're excited about in 2022? Um, 2022. Well, I'm excited to see how the knee progresses. Um, yeah. To get back on um, the top of a mountain. Uh, that mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. My son is getting married in the summer. Oh, congratulations. So, um, we will have a wedding. So that's exciting. And uh, just uh, looking forward to getting out and meeting with people again. You know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah knock on wood. Let's hope it. Let's hope that. Yeah. Let's yeah, hope we the year goes some, well. Some gatherings and. I miss, I, I'm a big music festival concert person and yeah. I've missed doing that. So I have, I have tickets to something this summer that I'm hoping happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, me too. Yeah, well, you, yeah. I do too. Yep. <laughs> I, I, what a coincidence. I, I think we may all be there. <laughs> Let's uh, hope, wouldn't, right? Wouldn't that be just crazy if we all met yeah. at a concert? So That'd yeah, I just. Knock on wood. I'm not saying hope. it out loud. Uh, yeah. I hear you. Right. Yeah, I just hope yeah. we kind of get back to a more normal. I, yeah. I I don't really like the new normal, but you know, it is what better it is. than yeah. It's better than the yeah lockdown forever. So once again, right. we'll be the plan is be safe and and uh, we'll get through this. I hope. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we're running towards the end of our time. Let's do the one thing we always do on the Super Act Tonight. Just here our podcast. Pick a question, Julie. You got one, two, or three. All right. I'm going with the one that seems like 
people don't pick as often, oh, and that's okay. number one. You are there correct. You people yeah. do not often pick number one, and I feel like it needs to be chosen more. All right. Okay. Let's get some like. Let's, let's hope it's a it's an fun. easy question though. It, it's they're never easy. They're always hard say, and challenging. My, my biggest fear from from coming on your podcast yeah. was yeah. what if I get this question. question that I have no idea how. Okay. To I, I want to make it really, really, really. Yeah. Intense. Now he's going to play the music. Yeah. Jim. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, with one being not at all and ten being very much so, how superstitious are you? Oh, like one. Oh, <laughs> you're a you're a non super. Well, I, that, was, that was anticlimactic. Well, okay, I, I probably can't say one. Let me make it like a two. Because okay. if I'm walking on a sidewalk, I will kind of avoid the cracks. Okay, know? that's will that's you a walk under ladders? Is that superstition will... or just health and safety? <laughs> well, I'm tall, so. I would not walk under a ladder, but mainly because I would have to stoop down. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. Not for not for fear of uh, yeah. damnation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, what about a black cat? A black cat. Oh. Will you avoid it? No. I mean, I'm not really a cat person, so I would avoid okay. it only because you know, only because. If, if it was a, a tabby, I would probably still uh, you, avoid it. So. Way to go, Jules. You've, yeah. you've lost the Yeah, you just audience. alienated Lala. Uh, uh, I know. <laughs> Seriously. I can, I, I can appreciate yeah. their love of cats. That's sure. Okay. Just don't have to do your own. I got okay. I, just, I have so, no worries that they, they will not leave me their animals, you know, like in their wills. That's true. Right. Yeah. So, I'm, so well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you a 1.5 on the superstition okay. scale because yeah. of your not stepping on cracks. I think you have to give yourself more than a one. Yeah. I you you know, don't want to break my mother's back. There you go. Oh, that's kind of you. That's kind yeah. of you. Note that. All right. Well, this has been fantastic, Julie. We're so glad we had you on. Um, you know, it's uh, been a long time coming, and uh, uh, thanks for joining us. It's been, it's been my pleasure. I love Absolutely. I love listening to you guys. Every time there's a new uh, a new podcast drops, that's that's my excuse. So I kind of live in the country. Yeah, and. Um, Fort Worth is, you know, maybe 40 minutes away. So when you guys have a new podcast drop, it's like, oh, I got to drive into nice. Fort Worth. Nice. And then I, pop, <laughs> you know, I, I know yeah. what I'm listening to on my drive. Yeah. A oh, any social sure. medias you want to share with the folks in case people want to want to reach out? Sure. On um, Instagram, I am Wickless Julia. Okay. And... Uh, actually, I don't remember what I am on Twitter, but I'm on Twitter. <laughs> you <laughs> Just, are, yeah. We, we'll we'll put it we'll put it we'll link it somewhere yeah. if you want to. We, we we can figure that out. Witless Julia, I'm, I'm witless. I'm witless Sheldon. Uh, <laughs> if you're witless Julia, <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, Julia Hansen Baldwin. Okay, very good. Facebook, so. All right. Well, it's I been don't have everything. Fantastic. You know, it'd be much much easier if everything was like one consistent name, but. So know, on Twitter, you are at Since by Julia. Since by Julia. Like yeah, sense, like S E N T S, right? S C B Y T S. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Not uh, like S E N S E, like sense by Julia. Right. <laughs> and, and She's not... both because she is a PhD. So exactly. Listen to her. She talks you never sense. know. It could be both, right? <laughs> all right. All right. We've kept you long enough and we appreciate you being here, my friend. Well, and, I appreciate uh, you guys. Thank you. 
You got it. And thank you all for joining us on the super excellent, not too serious, Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast. Welcome back to Super X and Not Too Serious Bite That Goes Nowhere podcast. Oh, Meredith, the jewels, our dear friend. She's a jewel. She's a jewel. The crown jewels. She is one of those people, if you know her, um, just super supportive, um, super smart, and always there for people, and um, just interesting i mean she's been done a lot been a lot of places um we didn't even talk to her about like her trip to costa rica and all the different oh, things yeah. they've done and and you know i mean we could talk all day about the places she's been so well, she was a first lady did you mention that i can't remember oh uh, i don't think we did right. yeah, she was right. the her, first her lady was of the, uh, was the mayor right yeah where'd they live before where they live now that's where she was first lady it's in, wonderful remember. podcasting it's wonderful in, journalism here um, we got all the deets her <laughs> husband was the mayor and she was first lady and right. uh, an elegant and beautiful one at that that's right with a phd there, there, there were waves there were rose gardens there were all kinds oh, of yes. things <laughs> she decorated the town for christmas decorated the town. very tastefully <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, so again, the, the story was so fascinating to me. Again, a lot of the themes that we, we talk about around on here is like, you know, the whole concept of coming back from an injury, you know, it can mm-hmm. be such a difficult thing. I mean, having, you know, we've all been there one way, shape or form, but uh, uh, hopefully they're short. Hopefully they're, you know, you're back to it before too long, but sometimes they aren't. And that can be really hard. Um, when, you know, before I found Echelon, there was a long period of time that I didn't do much and it was yeah. all due to injuries and stuff and, and me not taking care of me, you know, big quad tears and, and Achilles tendons and knees and you name it. But, um, it just, uh, it can, it can set you back to not have that, uh, to, to have an injury like that. Yeah. And the thing, I mean, what's brought a lot of people to Echelon is the bike is actually really good for a lot of people who can't run, who can't right. do other things, um, who need to get some exercise without a whole lot of strain on the body. But when you're competitive and you've been riding it competitively and you're putting all that extra resistance on, right. you know, it's it's probably not the best idea. And And honestly, pain is your body's warning sign. And if you're starting to hurt when you do certain rides or when you ride a certain way, it's not going to get better just pushing through it. Yeah, try low yeah. impact, try endurance, back off a bit, try a little speed, you know, and and obviously see your doctor if it's, you know, stopping you from yeah. doing other things and limiting yeah. your mobility. But Absolutely. And listen to people. Yeah. I mean, listen to your physicians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, they you know, kind of go to school for like 10 years or whatever it is for this kind of yeah. stuff. You yeah, know, they, they know give, stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't have to push through it. You don't have to, to crush yourself um, uh, to, to get healthier. It's funny. It's, it's counterintuitive. Like, it's very counterintuitive mm-hmm. for a lot of people. You'll be better off and, and stronger in the long run if you don't work out as intensely all the time frankly yeah i mean it's like intensity should come planned planned right right? and if you're injured you you have to let it heal you have to and uh, you know jules talked about it a lot with her um you know she went through all the stages she went through the denial stage and the Mm -hmm. you know the acceptance stage and she had a choice it's like okay i can either ignore things like you know and and get competitive and just try to crush through it or i can listen 
and I can let right. my body heal. And that's what she's been doing. And she's getting stronger every week. We see her. She's getting stronger every week. Yeah. And um, it's going to work out well for her. And in the end, she's going to be better for it. Uh, so I always get when, when I see, um, uh, you know, when you when you watch a, you know people and, and you see them just crushing and crushing and crushing every single day, mm-hmm. it's like I worry. I worry. I'm like, man, it's just you, you got to you want to be here for the long run. We want you here for the long haul, and you yeah. got to listen to that body and you got to take care of that body for sure. Well, like and even as it. she's yeah. yeah, even as she's healing, it it is amazing to watch her because she'll be like, you know, I'm only going to do a 30 minute ride because I know if yep. I do a 60. It's going to be too much. And, you know, that comes with experience of having pushed it a little hard, you know, so to try to learn, yeah. like she learned from her mom's experience of don't put it off, don't put it off and just be right. in pain for 10 or 20 years, do it. But then you got to listen to your doctor and you, you only want to do it once yeah. <laughs> if you can. Right. And you don't want to have to, you know, you don't want to re-injure before you're ready to come back. That's so hard. It's, yeah. it's truly a testament to her strength that she yeah, will and you have to trust off. the process. I mean, there were there were people I worked with uh, when I when I ran track. There was a, a fellow that had a, a torn Achilles, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was feeling okay. So I'm going to push it. Well, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to lay back, lay mm-hmm. back. He didn't lay back. Blew it out again. Blew it out. Yeah. Again. Yeah, and, uh, just, it just uh, it happens, and you just have to heartbreaking. You know, there's there's a trust the process, trust the process. But Jules is doing so fantastic with it, and, and it's like, um, you know, her adjustment of the expectations. Another thing that that came out in, in her story, um, around hey, you, you know, I don't have to be the top of the leaderboard anymore. I, I'm yeah, it's, I, I am going to just reset that expectation for a while. That I am just you know my goal, my success is getting is, is writing you know, six days a week, whatever she does. Right. And, yeah. and, and not having to crush it. And so, uh, it, it's, you know, it's all about mindset and changing the game for yourself. Uh, that's how you get through these things. That's how you make it. I mean, don't give up. Cause it's so easy to just say, Oh, I give yeah. up. Oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't compete the top of the leader where I give up. Right. Yeah. Find yeah, new ways to challenge yourself. Time. Go for that yeah. distance, go for that speed, you know, those, those are brilliant ways. And it's really, it's yeah. taken a big burden off my shoulders to quit being so hard on myself for not being yeah. either what I think I should be or where I should be or all these shoulds just, yeah, absolutely. I'm doing well, I remember, it. Yeah. I remember it. when, remember when the outputs reset. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, we so we all went through it then because we, we all went had through a, grief, mourning, we, anger, bargaining. All of it. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it really was, wasn't it? It was all the stages yeah. because it's like, oh my god, oh, everyone was so like upset because their outputs mm-hmm. weren't what they used to be. Um, and then you know people were just dejected about it, and then you know yeah. then they readjusted, and now it's you know there's the norm again, and everyone's. You know, I changed the bar. We all changed yeah. who the bar was, and and so, yeah. so sometimes you got to do that. And uh, but just remember that the next time that, um, folks, when you're when you're dealing with a, a setback or or something that changes, you know, change the game, change the bar. It's okay. And um, to go with that, the one thing she she had said earlier when she was competing, uh, when she was very competitive, and she didn't do live rides for like, I don't want to look like an idiot. Remember that yeah. phrase? Yeah, I do. I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've like, all thought that exact same thing. I know that's what thing. keeps people totally. from writing, you know. Totally. Well, I know um, from my personal thing, it's like, you know, 
I don't really care what other people around me see. I do care what my instructor sees. Ah, yeah. (laughs) And they will be the first to say, I mean, Nicole's been especially good about um, every at the top of the ride saying, I don't care where you're at on the leaderboard. Right. I care that you're here. And all the instructors echo at that in some way, like, you know, you do it your way and, you know, um, because they're there to push you. But if that day's not your push day, they're never going to reach out to you and say, well, you're normally top 10 and today you were top 30. What happened? No, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. And um, they're they're just as excited for the last person on the board, even the people that are lurking. (laughs) <laughs> they're not even riding, you know. Yeah, I know, really. They get the shout outs too, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's um you know, for for me, it just all of a sudden one day it snapped for me. It was pretty early on. I just mm-hmm. realized, you know what? Nobody gives a damn about me. <laughs> you know, they really don't. You know, they really don't. <laughs> You're not I, I the center that, of the world? That, Wait. I say that in the kindest way. Like no. nobody yeah. cares, frankly. <laughs> it's like they're all looking out for their own never. And you shouldn't care. You mean it's yeah. the thing. It's like look out for your own and and challenge yourself. And of course using people around your leaderboard stuff, but nobody Nobody's saying, oh, wow, gee, Sheldon's off by 50 points today. What's going on there? Nobody cares. No. (laughs) And and I would say, too, it's kind of like we focus on if you're trying to lose weight and people get caught up in the numbers and they're like, focus on non-scale victories. I've seen a lot of people reference off-bike victories. Like, I started running again or I played with my kids all weekend and didn't get tired or, you know, all these different things. I went for a hike, um, you know. And I haven't done that in forever because I couldn't do it. And, you know, people riding their mountain bikes and echelons helping them stay fit for when it's nice weather again. Yeah. So there's there's all sorts of other ways to measure success. And honestly, you're successful if you get on the bike. Yeah. Period. Yeah, just doing anything. Whether yep. it's five minutes or five hours. It doesn't matter. Yep. It, set that bar. You're 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 beating up most people in the world if you're getting on for five minutes, frankly. Yeah. And that's exactly. just the way it, it kind of works. Yeah. So what about uh, Jules's socials? Do we have that? There's uh she does the sensey yeah. stuff. It's uh there's mm-hmm. uh you have that stuff handy? Yes, yeah. So on Twitter, she's at since by Julia, and that's since like S C E N T S B Y Julia. And then at Wickless Julia on Instagram mm-hmm. and Julia Hansen Baldwin on Facebook. And she'd love to be your friend. She'd and on the leaderboard, she's Jules, Jules from Ooh, Granbury, yeah, Texas. Right. Yeah. So friend of <laughs> J U L S, by the way. It's not J U L E S. Right. J U L S. Very good, Meredith. Okay. Yeah. What do you say? You move on to industry news. How does that sound? Go for it. Oh, sorry. Before I forget, though, RV mm-hmm. life. Oh, I, yeah. I made a little note on RV life. I'm curious. Yeah. Do you, would you like the RV life? I aspire to like the RV life. Ah, I do not well, believe I would truly like it in person. I like roots. I like. I'm yeah, sentimental. Yeah. I like roots. I watch uh, Cassandra who was an instructor for Echelon. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and her husband, Matt, and I, they're in Mexico right now. And oh my gosh, I watch her Instagram. And she's very real. You know, she's yeah. it's not a fake Instagram. Every bit of that is, oh, they yeah. are very they're, they're real and that. authentic. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And I also, I mean, their van is great. And um, they make it work. Um, yeah. But 
and they're having wonderful adventures and they're doing it while they're young and fit yeah. and active. And that's so smart. I need more structure. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. be a free spirit. I want to, but I'm, I'm not. What yeah. I you? love the concept. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like for example, like, like tiny house living, like my oh, wife I and love I were, the idea of it. I know my yeah. wife and I were so obsessed with it. Like we were, oh my God, tiny house. Oh my God, we have tiny house, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, I got a lot of shit. I was going to say, have you seen how many books I own? <laughs> and I like it. I like my guitar. I, I yes. like my my bike. Right. I like my I like all my things. I, I like it's, my It's shallow. My and I like no. my podcast and my big monitor yeah. and all this stuff here, right? And I'm just like, I think I don't think I would like it. <laughs> you know, as much but as I, I want to be a minimalist, I, 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 know. I, I, I can – Try to incorporate aspects of it, but I was just curious about. Sure. Like, I know she talked about the RV life yeah. and stuff, and and uh, I it made me ask that question. I wondered what your thoughts were. I, I would have It'll guessed be, the same thing for you. I would have yes. said Mary's probably a want to, but won't, uh, but would never yeah. do it. Right? Yep. And, and I think Jules is, you know, the way her and and Brett are going to do it yeah. is they'll be traveling to a place, so it's almost like they have their own little right. hotel room on the road. Yeah. I don't see them going for three or four months. Now that I could, right. they could prove me wrong when they yeah. retire. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, she talked but, about it with, um, her, with her business. Yeah. It's a little challenging because of mailing addresses yeah. and stuff like that. But right. well, she could figure it out. But it'd be interesting to see. I'm excited to watch her on that on that path. Okay. Yeah. Back to back to business here. Okay, let's move on. Industry news. I got all kinds of little different weird things this week. Oh, um, I like the it. rowing wars. I mean, it's um, this is interesting watching this uh, explode. The rowing wars, right? You've had the. Uh, echelons have for, for a while obviously ifits had one and slash nordic track uh the uh hydro obviously where megan is mm-hmm. um yeah then there's like new gamey ones like orgata and avrion uh there's uh C- the, like, even like the the, the the brick and mortar ones city row row house and lit uh they're all like doing some online stuff as well so it's a lot mm-hmm. of things going on fascinating thing about rowing is is, is it's interesting obviously the 86 percent of your of your muscles are used right which is a fantastic workout but some data that but i, I found we do a little research right like like hydro said like 90 almost 98 percent of the the people that that joined them were like new to rowing oh like wow. had never done it yeah that's an interesting well, where do you get an some. opportunity to do it like well, i mean i, I guess I mean, at a rower at the them. gym yeah, yeah but see, I'm yeah. afraid to do it at the gym. I never got on the rower because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't want people watching me. Yeah, I tried one. We we had I've tried them before for sure. We have one in our gym here at where I live, and mm-hmm. it's like a like a water rower. Now, uh-huh. It hurt my back because I didn't know how to do form, but um, well, yeah. Yeah, so, that's maybe yeah. Hmm. Interesting. interesting, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and then um, other things that are happening here: you know, Lululemon. So your well-being is 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 higher for the, for return to work. Forty three percent of people are saying work from home reduce reduce work life balance, but people want flexibility and uh, uh, for their mental and physical health. So mm-hmm. people are saying they do want to go back to work. But okay. um, they want a hybrid model. They want to, the flexibility is really the most important thing. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Lululemon also released the first footwear recently, or they're going to be releasing their footwear. Oh, okay. So they're getting in the footwear game. And so those of you that like that product, uh, keep an eye out. They're, they're releasing some footwear uh, shortly. Um, let's see. Our friends over at iFit, uh, they're kind of a mess, man. When you, when you look what's going on with them. <laughs> um, 
major layoffs. Uh, they laid oh, off a whole no. bunch oh, of that's people. That's not funny. Yeah, yeah, I know. They just they just did a bunch at, right before Christmas, and they did did a bunch more, um, and uh, and a reduction in valuation. So they did three hundred fifty five million dollars in fundraising, though. Uh, the, the weird numbers are going like they say we have seven point three million members, which was like, whoa, that's huge. But then you see, okay, how many are actually paid members? That right, probably more like one point six million. So, uh, uh, yeah, again, yeah. So yeah. I think there's a little bit of a, a little bit of squirrely numbery. You, mm-hmm. you, oh, we have seven point three million members, and they're very engaged. I'm like, yeah, do you? Um, you know, it, it's hard to get your head around a little bit. Um, and they just, I think they just fired their CEO or he left or something like that. So lots of shakeups in the connected fitness recently between both Peloton and iFit, um, lots of stuff happening. Um, but speaking of Peloton, some more Mm -hmm. interesting news from them. Uh, they just, uh, announced, uh, complete Apple watch integration for all their products. I saw so, that. Yeah, it yeah. was just their bike plus, and now, but now it's their tread as well as the, as the things. I think they're, they're starting to play nice in the sandbox. The new CEO is, I think, playing nice in the sandbox with with uh, Apple. They're also releasing their uh, a Peloton Apple Watch wristband. Uh, you know, uh, n- not the actual watch, but the like a, a wristband yeah. for the watch. So I think they're trying to play nice with Apple because they realize they kind of need them uh, a little bit. Um, they also just release they're going to be testing a bundled subscription and bike so uh starting around 60 bucks a month depends on what you get i think um starting at 60 bucks bucks a month that'll include your bike and your subscription and so and and you have an option to buy the bike uh, uh, later, if you want, like not for full You're price, like but at a, redu- at a reduced price. Yeah, so it's oh, almost okay. like a leasing model. And anytime you can say, um, "I don't want it anymore," they'll come pick up the bike. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're only doing it in a few cities, um, yeah. like I think in, I think in Texas and and maybe California. I can't remember where it is, but it's only a few. I think they're testing the model. I think it's going to be interesting. It, it it brings a lot of questions to my mind. Like, you know, are they ne- you know when you when you're just basically leasing a bike, it's still on your books, I believe. So they're going to have a lot of inventory if they do that. Right. And they, and they basically own that inventory and you have to depreciate. I think the accounting gets a little complicated, but again, their new CEO was a former CFO. So he probably knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, It just felt to me like um, it's, it's going to have a lot of challenges from that perspective of of inventory management. Uh, Cause like, you know, how many bikes did you quote sell? Well, we have a million of them that are out there. We don't know when they're going to come back or if they're going to come back and, and all that. And, and, and you know, when, when do you get a new bike? At some point, you'd say a new bike comes out, you know, or you're able to upgrade for some kind of trade. I mean, it, it really wasn't, you know, it's in pilot phase, so we're still learning about it. But interesting concept, though. I think it lowers the mm-hmm. bar for a lot of people to enter. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Now, again, but you're paying a lot more per month. So. Is it more important for someone to have the the uh, remove the barrier of upfront cost, or are they um, going to be more shied away from a higher monthly payment? You know what, yeah, what's going. I guess the choice is kind of yours. I guess right. Yeah, I don't know what works for it, each person. It, it might is. it might allow people to get into the area that weren't didn't feel like they could before. Yeah, I also wonder if it's gonna. So Peloton notoriously has a very low attrition rate, like a, less than one mm-hmm. percent churn a month, right? I wonder if by um, doing this model, 
that's going to go up. Yeah, because there will be people who really, truly do just try it for a month or two. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. So take yeah, it back. Or, or yeah. there's less skin in the game. Like, yeah. like when you buy the bike, you're like, oh, jeez, I, I bought the thing. I guess I better stick right. with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, or even even if it's just the um, the hope that you'll stick with it. <laughs> Exactly. Right? It might just be the hope that oh, I'm going to keep another few months. And I'll get, maybe I'll get on it. You know, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Where and you don't have the big upfront. You know, when you have that big upfront cost, it's kind of sunk cost at that point. Uh, you, you could sell it, but it's not the same really. So I don't right. know. I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, I wonder if we will see uh, something similar from others as well, including Echelon. We shall see, Meredith. Um, time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Another another little Peloton story. Uh, I fit, again, more lawsuits and people knocking oh, the no. crap out of each other. Yeah, I know. Uh, I fit's trying to block their imports on the bike, saying they, they violated patents. So there's yeah. a, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, they keep this. I swear to God, they keep beating the bejesus out of each other in this industry. It's it's all they yeah, do. Yeah, it's cutthroat. It's pretty cutthroat. Smart strength, Meredith. Oh no! It's it's not just. I'd a, like to be uh, smart and strong. I'd like to have both as well. But smart, so I'm talking about connected strength. Oh, okay. uh, there are lots of uh, players in the market, um, but you know, tonal is is probably one of the bigger ones. Tonal and tempo, mm-hmm. um, and then there's also like uh, a Bowflex. Uh, tonal is a, like a billion dollar company at this stage, and by their valuation, uh, they claim like a ninety percent share of the connected strength sales. Um, uh, and they're saying they're up 800% while preparing for an IPO. So lots of uh, growth in that space. Um, I'm excited to see if, we, if Echelon gets their connected strength stuff out um, and see what that looks like. And then uh, I, I'm sure we're going to see more players. And, and I'm just very curious, what is it going to look like? You know, they've all, mm-hmm. everyone's kind of promised uh, a different, you know, it was like what connection and, 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 and AI and all kinds of things going into right. this stuff. So I'm very curious how it's going to work and how, again, are they going to, is there going to be another round of patent wars uh, and lawsuits for, oh, you sued, you did this, I did this first, you did that first. Uh, we shall see, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so let's see what else is happening. Yeah, all the different players that market, Mary, it's, it's pretty interesting to watch. Food. I love food. No, oh, me too. Food. Quest. You remember Quest? Yes. And all the Quest products, uh, they, they were bought by uh, Supply Good Food, uh, f- Supply Good Foods for a billion dollars. Oh, my. Yeah, lots of money flying around. Uh, they love that stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, there it is. Lots of lots of uh, business going on and transactions and sales and all yeah. that good stuff. Let's see. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I got a little survey for you. It's it's a little quiz survey. I'll, I'll give you okay, a little, bit of, little bit of both. Okay. Mind Body mm-hmm. asked 16,000 people why they work out. Mm-hmm. They asked them pre-pandemic mm-hmm. and they asked them post-pandemic. What do you think they said pre-pandemic? Um, it, to could look good. it could be the same. Gonna, it could be the same. Yeah, I was going to say to look good and then post-pandemic mental health. Interesting. Oh, good. You're You're – you're 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 on to something. Okay, pre-pandemic. I'm on to something. <laughs> you're, you're on to something, Meredith. <laughs> um, I'm on the case. Pre-pandemic, they wanted um, to uh, control their weight was number one. Mm-hmm. Thir- thirty. Now again, these don't add up to 100. percent I think you could answer more than thing. I think they kind of rank them and right. Sure. They probably said pick three or something. So control Doesn't your matter. weight. Thirty. It. it was a 35 percenter. They wanted to uh, 
feel good, 33%, and live long and healthy was 32%. Post-pandemic, or just like last year, I guess, lower stress, 43%, Mm -hmm. feel better mentally, 43%, Mm -hmm. and then look better physically was 39%. So Yeah. Yeah, a little shift in the in the way we're getting people our think priorities about, straight, people. Finally, right? I'm not sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll flip them around and and get to superficial again pretty soon. <laughs> Give it time, Meredith. Oh, true, <laughs> true. Okay, let's talk echelon news. I don't have too much oh. echelon news this this time around. We got a couple things. Uh, we, we talked about a little earlier, uh, actually, not, yeah. not, you know, before the show, the Batman rides. Uh, I am the Batman. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Batman uh, rides. Have you seen the new one yet or no? I've not seen the new Batman movie. No. no I'm excited. I have not been to, to a movie theater. Yeah. I've heard great things about the new Batman, and I, I do want to see it. And uh, um, have you taken any of the rides? No, I have not yet. I know um, Danny's done some. I think Nicole maybe and Jama has done some. And um, hopefully there'll be Rose again, too, like they did with the Wonder Woman. But um, I've seen all the gear. I've seen um, yeah, them, all the, you know, the instructors modeling it and stuff. And they've got like a, a Batman running belt where you can stick your, you know. Like a utility your, belt? Like yeah. The Batman. Does it have like batarangs yeah. and stuff on it? <laughs> No, but you could add your well, own. It it's not like a fanny pack. It's but it's. I mean, it does go around your waist, and you could put like your headphones and stuff in there or whatever when you're running. Although they should be in your ear. So I don't know, but it looked cool. And then they had like this backpack that has a hoodie. I don't know how it works, but it looked cool. And they had some limited edition Echelon and Batman like zip up fleecy things that looked comfortable. And I'm like, I already like I. I invested in all the Wonder Woman stuff. Like I you just did. your Wonder got, Woman came in. There's no question. Oh yeah, I got the the kettlebell and the little one or two one, pound. That's right. You have the kettlebell barbells. Went, yeah, they just in. came in. Yeah, because I pre-ordered fun. them. So I'm super excited. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the the Batman stuff, and then um, I got a little bit of Echelon community news. Oh, um, tell us. Tell me more. Yeah. So. A little meetup happened that was kind of on the down low until they posted pictures and and told us all about it. Um, But we have an Iron Man relay team. Uh, It's called When Pigs Fly. Okay. Because when one of the people says, echelon. you want to (laughs) be, there's no flying in echelon. (laughs) Is that what you're going to say? Because one of the... uh, Members said to another, hey, you want to do an Ironman relay with me? And she was like, when pigs fly. And so now that's Hi. their name. And um, which is appropriate because it's it's Kelly Quinn, pig mom, and Caroline Shroom, Lenny Hu, and um, Nihab Nikki, Nicole Henneberry nice. Myers. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Um, they were training in Hilton Head together and uh, looked like a lot of fun. I still don't want to participate in an Ironman, but I'm proud of our community members who do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Excellent. I like it. Yeah. Anything else for Echelon News? Um, we still have that new instructor coming. I promise. I know okay. I talked about it last time. Um, he's going to do evening rides. It's Vanden Jones, uh, Dallas's brother, although I'm sure he appreciates going by his own name. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Well, let's see. I had. Um, uh, at least one fun name I saw made me laugh. Oh yeah, it did it was the oh, yeah I got some fun was, names. It's going to, I, the number eight, mm-hmm. my crayon. 
I ate my, my crayon. crayon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. You went in kindergarten not to do that, sir. I don't know madam. why it made me laugh. I just, <laughs> I, I really just started busting out, and I was right. I ate my crayon. Oh my god. <laughs> well, oh, how about this? Dear. Yeah, bitch, I'm trying. <laughs> oh yes, yes, I've seen that one. I and have seen that one. Oh my! Spinner, spinner, chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> Homer Spinson. Nice. <laughs> More wiggle, less jiggle. And uh, then I, I just want to shout this out. Brave Unicorn 84, 100 okay. runs on the stride. Nice. Not we don't very see less nice. stride milestones. We don't, exactly. Uh, I want to uh, shout them out too. Yeah. Put that up there, y'all. Them stride yeah. milestones. So another hundred rides. We've got a uh, Jack Schusterman. Okay. Uh, Two hundred. We've got Jennifer Cook Banks. Okay. San Diego Mama. San Wild Diego. Karma. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I can't. Every time I hear San Diego, I think of uh, Anchorman. Every time. Yeah. Well, she's San Diego, so she's obviously oh, the sunny Diego. part of San Diego. Yeah. Always, always Wild Karma. Two hundred rides. Okay. Nicola Simpson, 200 rides. Might be Nicola. Sorry, Nicola, if it's Nicola. She's from the UK. Oh. Uh, Tigger's Mom, 200 rows. Nice. Denver Dog Mom, 2-3. 200 rides. Our pal Pins Go Round, 300 rides. Nice job. Mama Hen, 300. Nova Girl, 300. And Abigail Wade, 300 rides. You and forgot then a one ton of, I forgot oh. one. No, no, keep going. Sorry, I thought you were keep done going. with your list. Oh gosh, no. Oh heavens, oh. no. Okay, in, folks. I'm gonna go. Get make, a drink. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Have bake a, a turkey. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bake a turkey. I'll be back. <laughs> Put a potato in the oven. <laughs> Remember that guy, Mitch? Oh, I loved him. Uh, yeah, Mitch. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Four hundred rides. Lisa, Lisa. Mama Sherry. And the call jam. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Cassandra Trevino. Yep. AZ Ames. Howie Wowie. Howie Wowie. <laughs> I like that. Howie well, Wowie. If you like that, you're going to okay. love this. Okay. That hairy guy. <laughs> Nothing like cutting to the chase. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> Bethy Poo. It's not like I just looked on there and was like, hey. Hey, I'm going to call that guy that. I'm going to call you that. <laughs> um, 400 rides for all those folks. It was a, nice it was a big uh, couple weeks for the 400 rides. It was. Um, Tired Recon, 500 rides. Uh, Sean Libby, or Skibs, 500 rides. Sarah Spins and Jen Spins, both 500. And Victoria Saru, 600 rides. We're almost done. Almost done. <laughs> people have been hitting those those uh milestones. You're getting more and more people, Mary. More and more people. Yeah. Kelly Marie, 700 rides. Smiles for miles, 800 workouts. Did you know uh, that the longest word in the English dictionary is smiles? That? There's a mile uh, in the middle of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> da, 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 dad joke. Hashtag dad, joke. dad joke. Send that Hashtag one to dad Ren. Joke. Exactly. Um, our uh, friend of the podcast, Blue Boy, 
mm-hmm. 900 rides. Nice. Trisha Sharklover, also 900 rides. Yes. And uh, Sonia Peretti Hull, 1,000 rows. Ooh, 1,000 rows. I know. Yeah, don't usually rows. see that. <laughs> That's a lot of, that's a great job. Nice job. Isn't Sonia. it? I'm like, I was so excited about that. I was like, yeah, that's 1,000. Fantastic. Yeah. Rose. It's really good. Way to go. Yeah. Um, Wendy Go with an exclamation point. 1,000 rides. Science Mom, 1,000. Mm-hmm. And Spin Diva, 1,400 rides. There it is. And I need good a drink. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Meredith, I have one shout I only have one shout out. You only that have one. To uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. You, friend. <laughs> you. 2,000 workouts. Workouts, yes. Workouts, whatever. 2,000 workouts. Do not diminish my 2,000. That's a lot. It's a lot of. It, it, you know, lot of it feels like dots a lot. on your calendar there. Yeah. You know? Good job, Mary. I'm Thank you, friend. You. You're the best. I wish I had <laughs> You're your the gumption. best. I wish I had your gumption. We're. B- <laughs> I wish I had your insanity. <laughs> I wish um, I had your goal. <laughs> my goal. It got some. It got some. Got some. Uh, good. Good. Good guts there, kid. Good guts. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to think of a word. I'm. I'm I got the all audacity. these things are going through my head that are that are mildly offensive. And I'm like, I can't say that. Oh, I can't say that. I know. Yeah, I'm like, I'm down. Let's go with gall. <laughs> gall. <laughs> gall. How do you think I got to that? <laughs> I know. To the round of the long way around. Okay. Yeah. Well, Meredith, it is um, Women in History Month. It's yes. uh, you know. Uh, so let's um. Let's do that as our little game this this month. Uh, what we were calling not game, but uh, you know our event for this uh, tidbit. episode. Our, our, tidbit. Our, our educating the people, the masses. Educating the people, and we won't humiliate Sheldon whether with they a quiz. want it or not. We won't. We won't have you crush me with another another snack down. We're going to talk about oh. women that inspire. Let's go with yes. that. And and so, would you like me to go first? Would you like to go first? I think I went first last time. So why don't you go first? Or the other way around. First, you go first. Okay. So I was thinking about women who've inspired me and women who have made history, and there were a lot to choose from. There was. I I struggled. I hope I, I. I definitely didn't pick one that like you would have done i don't think i went super um, obscure too so did you Uh-oh. i did i did because <laughs> so, i thought of you know obviously ruth bader ginsburg yeah kamala yeah. harris so many Amelia Earhart, yeah florence nightingale like clara barton these yeah. are like my go-to <clears throat> women um but i chose wilma Mankiller. because okay what better for women's month <laughs> Mankiller, I you know that's you did not pick okay. that one right. I did not pick that one, <laughs> but I'm now I see I don't know who this person is, so no. I want to be educated. And Teach see, me. I was raised knowing who she is. So, oh well, there Wilma it is. Mankiller was born in Oklahoma, 1945, in Tahlequah, which is like the the capital of the Cherokee Nation, and her claim to fame is that she was the first female principal chief of the Cherokee nation and also the first woman elected as chief of a major native tribe. All right. Uh, So she grew up 
in Tahlequah. And she says, or she said that she didn't feel like she was poor, but the house she lived in um, had no electricity, no indoor plumbing, and no telephone. Yikes. This is okay. 1945, you know. Um, so at age 11, uh, she moved to San Francisco because her dad got a job um, from the Bureau of Indian Affairs Relocation Program. Which is a little ironic um, because his <laughs> ancestors had been moved from Tennessee to Indian Territory back in the 1830s, um, crossing over the Trail of Tears. So it was just a different form of relocation, giving jobs to Native Americans to get them off of federally subsidized lands and into the cities to work. So he got a job in a warehouse in San Francisco. But what was interesting about that is that Wilma was living there in 1969 when a group of American Indians took over Alcatraz Island. Did you know about that? I did not know about that. Yes. So they did in 1969. If you go there, there's still um, uh, writing and stuff on some of the walls. Um, It was not a penitentiary at that time. It had already been decommissioned or whatever happens. You know, there were not inmates there, but they took, they, they camped out on the island and said, hey, we discovered this island. It's ours. Just to prove what had happened and, and right. what natives right. had gone through. Um, so they laid claim to it by right of discovery. Um, just, you know, to make a point. Yeah. And um, so she, that really inspired her. And she worked um, when she was in California with Native American youth trying to get them to know their culture and keep them off the streets. And she also worked with tribes um, with their sovereignty and their treaty rights and, Mm -hmm. you know, having the lands that were owned to them. And then in 1977, she moved back to Oklahoma and founded the community development department for the Cherokee nation. And this is so fascinating to me because I knew she had done a lot. I knew she had achieved a lot. Um, Growing up in Oklahoma, you know the name Wilma Mankiller. But her first project was in Bell, Oklahoma, which was a Cherokee community with 200 families that had no running water. And so this is like in the late 70s. Wow. No running water. Yeah. With the community. I mean, she used the people. She, She had a great talent for like bringing people together to get things done. They constructed a 16 mile water line in 14 months. Wow. And she was elected chief of the Cherokee Nation in 1985, and she served for 10 years. Um, she advocated for improved education, health care, and housing. Um, during that time, infant mortality declined, and education achievements rose in the Cherokee Nation. Um, she managed a budget, to, just to give you an idea of what being chief of the Cherokee Nation means, Sure, um, $150 million a year budget. Well, it's impressive. So it's not just like, oh, let's celebrate this like day or let's do this. Really good you know? size organization. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and they do a lot for the state of Oklahoma, not just the tribe. Right. Um, she was also, you know, the guardian of centuries of Cherokee traditions and customs. She was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in 1993. And in 1998, she was given the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Bill Clinton. And she died. She was only 64 when she died of pancreatic cancer. And 
Ancient traditions call for setting um, signal fires when someone great passes on to light the way. And for Wilma Mankiller, there were 23 um, countries that Hmm. burned fires for her. That's amazing. She had a far reach and she did a lot of um, good things. And she was inspired by the women's movement and um, by, um, like I said, people advocating for their rights and things. Um, And one of her quotes is, remember that I am just a woman who is living a very abundant life. Every step I take forward is on a path paved by strong Indian women before me. So always giving credit to others. Very good. That's a great one yeah. there. I should have went first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much this more simplistic. This is not simplistic. a competition. We all it win. I mean, the audience is voting after this. No, this is not a, a, a Who picked the best down. woman? <laughs> Who picked the best woman? Yeah, that that's Women's History Month for you. Yeah, yeah. No kidding, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no. Okay, so I picked someone. I, I went, again, my, my, my might be a little controversial because her ta- this person's tactics were controversial. Okay. But I'm going to go with it. Uh, Emmeline Pankhurst from the United oh, Kingdom. Yes. From the United yes. Kingdom. Uh, yeah. Basically, you know, she fought endlessly for equality and the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, exposed uh, to the suffrage movement for the first time at age 14. Uh, made it her kind of life's mission uh, to, mm-hmm. for equality and um, in the United Kingdom. Uh, she was involved in uh, the Women's Franchise League until it uh, fell apart, but uh, you know, she was very involved in that. Um, and then she founded the Women's Social and Political Union in 1903. And the big motto behind that was, deeds, not words, uh, was that was yeah. kind of their, their, their motto, um, which I love. I kind of love that, right? It's, mm-hmm. a, you know, it really is about what you do, not just what you say. Um, yeah. Uh, she actually used uh, some, I'm going to say, physical tactics in their, oh. uh, in their. Yeah, that's what's a little controversial. Um, she was some some people weren't fond of her because uh, there was some vandalism, maybe some assault involved, um, maybe a little arson. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you could see Sheldon's face and the way his just, eyes kind of flicked to the side a, when he said, "Just a sprinkle <laughs> of arson, smidge <laughs> of arson." Yeah, but again, uh, she did go to prison. Uh, uh, some uh, where they were force fed and when they went on a hunger strike. So, yes. Uh, yeah, that was pretty, a popular thing to do to the suffragettes yeah, when they went on a yes. hunger strike. Pretty, Horrible. so pretty dedicated to the cause, we're going to say, yeah. right? Um, essentially, you know, uh, when, when people questioned her tactics and means and things like that, uh, her basic philosophy was, hey, look, you don't let me influence the laws, so they shouldn't apply. Oh. Right. Ta- no taxation without representation. Exactly. You don't let me. You don't let me have a, a, a say who gets to vote and who, who makes these laws. I'm yeah. not going to say they apply to me. Oh. And so that that was the Gosh, way she. I like that. that. Oh, sorry. You know, Go absolutely. Ahead. <laughs> they I'm eventually. They did eventually stop the militant acts, though, uh, to support when once World War One broke out. Uh, yeah. They they focused a lot on. You got a band uh, together. Yeah, and, and, and they focus yeah. our efforts on, you know, recognizing the women who helped the war effort and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, in 1918, voting rights were given to women over 30. Oh. Yeah. Um, think, mm. <laughs> the interesting reason behind that. Mm. See if you can guess the reason behind that, why it was 30. Because they quit having children by that time or something and they were less. Mm, no, good guess, though. Um, okay. The big reason was uh, they lost so many men in war. They didn't want oh. to upset the balance of power. 
that makes sense and is really tragic and sad. It's really tragic and sad, right? So he said, well, so we, don't, so we have too many women, women voting versus men. We're going to limit yeah. it to age 30. Anyways, that's what they did. Yeah. So, um, Again, she shifted a reference uh, to the Women's Party uh, promoting equality in public life. And so she really spent a lot of time doing that. Um uh, fought endlessly for it. I think she ran for, for, for parliament. I can't remember what it was. If one of the houses, I believe it was. Um, and but she did die uh, June fourteenth, nineteen twenty eight. Uh, mm. On July second, nineteen twenty eight, women received equal rights to vote in the UK. Wow! So just a couple of weeks later. Yeah. So interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. Like that one. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 again, I, I went back and forth. I, you know, do I do someone everybody knows? Do I, I'm glad we both picked someone a little different that maybe doesn't get the exposure or, or maybe someone learned something new from the story. So yeah. That was yeah. Cause I, I could talk about Amelia Earhart all day long. I know, it, I that's know. just one of my, my favorite subjects, but um, yeah I, I, yeah, I agree to try to give recognition. And, you know, I went with Wilma Rudolph last time and Wilma Mankiller this time. So You're, I don't know. How about I, Wilma Flintstone next time? Yeah. <laughs> favorite cartoon characters. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we could do that. It'd be a fun. It's not a snack down, though. No. Uh, oh, we could do. Yeah. Oh, we could do favorite cartoon uh snack that doesn't exist how about that oh that's Ooh, a like spongebob one. um what are those crabby yeah, patties like crabby patties yeah like something like that <laughs> okay so remember this america we'll do that we'll do one of those coming up we'll do a snack down around best snack that doesn't exist but you'd like to eat um gotcha. that's what we're gonna go with that'd be a fun one i like it uh, see see our creativity goes wild when we're sitting here having fun oh um, it's just yeah. Amazing. People get to witness it's, it firsthand. It's right off now, the chart. They have it tuned out. People <laughs> like to know how the sausage is made, Meredith. This is how it's done. Oh, no, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> no, know. Nobody wants to know. Just you just want it in a, give me it in a, in a bun and call it a day. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Okay. Well, good stuff, Mary. Well, I think it's about time for us to wrap this thing up. What do you say? I agree. Good. We get our guest socials one more time. Want to hit those again? Yeah, so it is since by Julia on Twitter, at Wickless Julia on Instagram, and Julia Hansen Baldwin on Facebook. Fantastic. And uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Julia's site and all the sensey stuff she does, she has some great products for um, uh, for workout stuff, too. I have some of that spray that she gave me on that yeah. I use on my bike sometimes. That stuff smells awesome. Really and good stuff. And there's these like, dryer things. You put yeah. these Scentsy wax. Well, not wax, I guess. I shouldn't say. But anyway, you put them in your dryer and you reuse them. And they just... Oh, yeah. They're wonderful. Um, Fresheners. Yeah, like washer whiffs. Up, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And stuff for my car. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Definitely check her out yeah. and... Uh, Give her some uh, sensey love. She's, she's like we, we talk about. Can't, she's like a like a queen of sensey. <laughs> she's like yeah, been doing yeah. it a long time. Yeah, she's, she's, definitely she's up there. A, a big wig in the sensey world. Fun stuff. All right. Well, Meredith, it's been wonderful as usual. Yeah. And I wish you again a bye bike. Bye bike. Bye. Bye bike. Well, that's pretty clear to me. The world takes itself too seriously Take a ride with Shelly Mare On a bike that goes nowhere If it's pretty clear to you Won't you be less serious too Take a ride with Shelly Mare On a bike that goes nowhere